Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Hebrews equates this decision of Esau to trade his birthright for one little bite of food, it says, one little morsel of food. It equates it with the sin of fornication, improper sexual relationships. It says it's the same thing. It's basically what we're, what we're being shown here. Why is, it, why is it the same thing? Well, you know, a lot of men have traded their birthright for a few minutes of pleasure with a beautiful woman. A lot of men have traded their future for just a, a few minutes of pleasure. In today's message, Pastor Robert will share with you the Old Testament story of Jacob and Esau. Esau was hungry and traded his brother Jacob, his birthright, for a bite of stew. Pastor Robert will share with you that this passage shows that this story is similar to fornication. A man will sacrifice his entire future for a few minutes of pleasure with a beautiful woman. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Jose Alberto. That's a name that... um, He's probably still in my cell phone contact list. He was the city of Miami Beach chief code compliance officer in 2012, 2010, when we were working on all this building before we moved in. But in 2012, he was arrested by the FBI for soliciting bribes, along with a half a dozen other people in the city of Miami Beach. And I remember thinking, you know, what a tragedy. What a, what a crazy, heartbreaking situation. I mean, here's a guy, and uh, more than one, like I said, there were half a, half a dozen, but Jose was in a position of leadership, a, a position, you know, I mean, employees have a pretty good pension plan. Jose Alberto had a, had a great pension plan. He threw it all away. For what? Quick money. Quick money. And isn't that the way of humanity so often? We throw away the future, for something immediate. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. We talked about this last Sunday. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently 
with tears. Now stop right there. You know, sometimes people ask, why, why do we even read the Old Testament? I mean, why do we study the Old Testament? We're not under law. We're under grace. You know, we live in this age of grace. We're not under the law. Why don't we even study that? Well, because it's impossible to understand the New Testament without studying the Old Testament. Jesus quoted from the Old Testament all the time. The Apostle Paul, who many believe wrote this letter to the Hebrews, was an Orthodox rabbi, basically. He wrote much of the New Testament. He came to know the Lord Jesus as his Messiah. And he, the way I like to put it, is he gave us a commentary on the Hebrew Scriptures. He wrote all these letters. He, so much of the New Testament, that's really all it is. And he, he points to it con continuously to explain why he came to the conclusion that Jesus of Nazareth was his Messiah, the one they had waited for. And in this passage, the book of Hebrews warns us against following the bad example which was set by Esau. Now, you could study this story in more depth if you want to in Genesis chapters 25 through 27, but here, here's what Hebrews is talking about. Abraham, the father of faith, he's often referred to, you know, and the father of the, the nation of Israel, the very first Jewish man, the one with whom God made the covenant. They were to be circumcised, so forth. But his, he had two sons who were, you know, born twins, and, and the first one to, to be born was, was named Esau. As the firstborn, he was entitled to inherit almost everything from Abraham, including the standing in the family as the head of the household. You know, in that time, in that part of the world, firstborn son got everything. Now, the, the other sons maybe would get a, like a token in, inheritance, you know, a little, little something, you know. To You ladies generally didn't get much. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the... The firstborn son inherited that position as patriarch and that responsibility and, and you know, the family business, the family farm, and, and, uh, and, and this kind of thing. But Genesis chapter 25 tells us that one day as Esau came home from work, you know, he came in from the fields, he was hungry, and, and his brother had some stew cooking. And he comes walking, he's like, oh man, that smells good, I need some of that. And Jacob says, what you give me for it? You want something to eat? I want your birthright. We're twins anyway. I mean, I'm... Why do you get it? Here's the thing. In order to satisfy his immediate desires, Esau agreed to sell his birthright. Seems ridiculous. But you know what? They were both wrong because neither of them had the right to buy or sell their position within the family. Neither one of them had the right to buy or sell their inheritance. They didn't have that right. But the book of Hebrews tells us that since Esau despised his birthright. He didn't value it any more than that? A bowl of chili? That's basically what it was. With, probably with lamb or goat, but goat chili. I could eat some of that. And he gave up his birthright. Genesis chapter 27 tells us after Jacob had tricked his father into giving him the blessing of the elder son, in other words, the birthright, that he Esau went in and tried to get Abraham to take it back, to repent. He tried to get his father to, it's like, don't you have a blessing for me too? And he's like, no, I kind of gave everything to your brother. He tried to take back that decision to forfeit his position, but it was too late. 
The blessing had been given to someone else. The blessing had been given to his brother. Now listen. Hebrews equates this decision of Esau to trade his birthright for one little bite of food, it says, one little morsel of food. It equates it with the sin of fornication. Improper sexual relationships. It says it's the same thing. It's basically what we're, what we're being shown here. Why is, it, why is it the same thing? Well, you know, a lot of men have traded their birthright for a few minutes of pleasure with a beautiful woman. A lot of men have traded their future for just a, a few minutes of pleasure. The blessings which God would have given them if they trusted Him, they, they, they throw away. It's amazing. Men like Jose Alberto and the, the folks that were caught up in that stink, they, they trade their future for quick money. Immediate gratification. See, this is the warning that we're being given here. Don't, don't make that mistake. Don't surrender to the impulse to satisfy immediate desires at the expense of your future. It's like, well, think about what you're paying. Think about what you're giving up. Think about what you're trading. He says, for you've not come to the mountain that may be touched and it burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore for they could not endure what was commanded. And so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. You see, now the book of Hebrews is pointing us again to the Old Testament, Moses at Mount Sinai where the people of God were so freaked out by the power of God's presence that they, they begged for His mercy. Next, it points us even further back. Cain and Abel. You remember the story? Sons of Adam and Eve. The Bible tells us that the first murder, Cain killed his brother. It's, it's interesting. It makes this comparison Verse 22, you've come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks of better things than that of Abel. Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy. But Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.